Hey, this is Kid Gravity. Before or after you listen to this podcast, make sure you head over to YouTube and subscribe to my Kid Gravity Beyond channel, where I have live streams of subjects that you may or may not hear on this podcast, and also interviews that you may or may not hear on here. So again, go over to youtube.com, put in Kid Gravity Beyond, and subscribe to the channel. Thanks. Welcome to another episode of Beyond Border. I'm the same lady you guys love, Rose Go. And on the other hand, I have Kid Gravity, your favorite host from New York. New York in the house, boo. Welcome, welcome. And this Sunday. Why could that be? Which hand are you using again? What you say, Mike? Which hand are you using again? I'm a righty. Oh, God. Well, what? use your left to slap yourself for that intro. You're not going to disrespect me like that. Brooklyn in the house. So we have our second guest to our show today. Her name is Tiffany Harris. She's a believer, mother, wife, daughter, and sister. And she has this wonderful book. We're going to share some insight with you guys today. Do You Know Who You Are? by Tiffany Harris. Welcome on the show, Tiffany. Well, thanks for having me, guys. It's a pleasure to be here. Now, before we start, I got to know, how cold is it where you are? Where I am? It's not, it's not that cold, guys. It's like 55. Oh, okay. my God. All right, see, you must be in the south. <laughs> it's really not cold. It's 45 Ooh, here in D.C. It's like 27 up here. Oh, no. It was that cold this morning. Like, but um, a few days ago, we got down into the teens, but it's, it's been mild ever since. Oh, God. Must be nice. <laughs> must be nice. Must be nice. So, hmm. what brings on? What bring you on? Um, how did you become a writer? What what drive do you have? What your passion? What drives your passion about writing? Well, my passion with writing started when I was six years old. Um, I was taught at an early age how to draft and how to write poems and haikus, and I started to practice those things at my own time at home and uh, from there I started keeping journals and diaries and that was inspired by my second grade teacher who uh, read us the diary of Anne Frank Mm -hmm. and uh, from there I began keeping record of just every little thing about myself 
Wow. When I got older, I was introduced to the works of Maya Angelou, and, and I was introduced to um, various different authors, and through reading the stories of people like Maya Angelou, through reading Stanley Tickey Williams and his um, Blue Rage Black Redemption, I decided I wanted to get into the field of the literary field and you know, draft my own story. But if you're talking specifically about this work, Do You Know Who You Are came about, um, it was inspired by questions regarding my paternal grandfather and his place of birth. Now, when I was 12, I was asked a question about him and his, um, by a family friend. I was asked if we had found his place of birth and where, and um, I was also asked about his, adoption status. Apparently, uh, there was a rumor going around for a while that my, my paternal grandfather was adopted and people thought that he may have been foreign born. Okay. So through that, I decided to build a family tree, went to Ancestry.com, drafted a, a tree from scratch, got pretty far into that. Cover off. And then I decided to take the genetic testing route and um, test my DNA just to see if anything within my gen within my uh, composition report would give me a clue as to where he might have came from. Mm. Stumbled upon the information regarding uh, my grandfather's travel after, as I was writing my second book, and this one was already released. Oh, so wow. that <laughs> sums up me jumping into the literary field. Wow. Wow. I mean... That was awesome. That was a very awesome um, introduction. And you did you repeat it. She definitely <laughs> gave us plenty of information about herself. And um, while you were talking, I was writing down some notes and I wanted to give a shout out to all the teacher out there. I've always said that is a very difficult profession to do. Mm -hmm. I have great respect for teachers. And I think for the one who um, actually do the job correctly, they have a chance to impact children. I mean, starting at the second grade and, you know, having one teacher that made a difference. Um, to guide the future and, you know, in some way shape uh, a nation. So I would like to, you know, give a shout out to all the teacher out there. You guys are doing an amazing job. Um, Rose, just real quick before we go into the next question, I, I can hear you guys, but I can't see either of you. Now give, me what give me a second here. Well, I got the hat on, so you know that's me. Okay, there's kid. Yeah, I see you. I don't see her. Give me a second. I'll be right back. There you are. I see you waving. <laughs> Listen, what you got in that refrigerator? None, yeah. Okay, good. All right, my <laughs> question now. Sure. So, um, I guess since you did that very opening, that very good opening, and I probably missed one little part because I was putting my headphones mm -hmm. in. What sure. made you want to to research your family history? Well, like I said earlier, I decided to research my family history when questions about my paternal grandfather started exactly. to circulate. My, right. uh, my music teacher when I was 12, and he, he was actually a, fr a friend of my family, had asked me one day um, if we had found where he was born. Now, the implication was that my grandfather was adopted and that he was also foreign born. And I didn't really get to meet my grandfather. He actually died when I was two. 
he was living in uh, Hansford, West Virginia. I was living in Colorado at the time, so we never got to meet. And um, by the time we did come to this region, he was already gone. Um, so I decided from there that I was going to dig into that. Uh, I was going to dig into my family history, see if I could answer that question. Not so much for my music teacher's sake, but more for my own, just because, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's something that's worth knowing. Right. So mm -hmm. you use, okay, so you research your family history. How did you go about doing that? Right. At first, I decided to build a family tree on Ancestry.com. And from mm -hmm. there, I tapped into the genetic testing of in 2017 when I heard about it because I wanted to uh, see if maybe there was something within, that would show on a, I'm sorry, if there was something that would show on a composition report that would uh, give me a clue as to where he could have been born. Um, at the time, 23andMe's report system wasn't very sophisticated. And right. They did have, uh, in recent years, especially now, I look on my report and it's very, very detailed. But back when I first tested it, I had no luck uh finding out anything about him so i had to go back to ancestry and trace <laughs> his military history and see that he was a traveling man but all together i have confirmed that he was actually united states born um i couldn't find anything on him to confirm that he was adopted so i don't know if there was some confusion about that maybe one of my uncles or somebody is adopted and the family is adopted and you know, it's been a incident kept secret that sort of slipped out, but got twisted. But um, that was the basis for me building the family tree and then going and doing this book. Cool. Nice. Well, you know, so are you going to keep testing until they start adding Instagram handle? <laughs> Today, there's a tree. Oh, no. they, might they might as well follow you. I mean, they yeah. can they can follow me on Instagram. Uh, my handle is at Sean Teller underscore the alter ego, okay. and I had to use the alter ego as we'll probably discuss later for the second book because it's a um, it's more of a biography, and then there's you know a bunch of privacy policy and things that I have to abide by as an author okay. in order to you know avoid right. getting sick. <laughs> right. So I've started reading your book. Um, I'm on chapter three right now. Mm -hmm. And for me, personally, every time that I wanted to know, especially my identity, too, I'm foreign born, or mm -hmm. those of you who might not know, I'm from Cameroon. And, you know, school was very tough. And I think in Chapter 3, you mentioned Sydney. I just mm -hmm. wanted to, you know, to ask if you ever fell out of place. Is that those question, internal question as a child uh, or from childhood that made you, you mentioned your music teacher at 12, that made you really question, you know, say, well, you know what, it, it doesn't hurt for me to find out my real, you know, my real Ruth or where, you know, my ancestry came from. Mm -hmm. um, was it just pure, you know, out of pure, um, you know, adventure or, you know, I just want to find out or did you feel sometime like I'm missing a part of me? I really want to know where, you know, my grand my grandfather came from. And sort of things like that. Is it just, you know, adventure or I really have that desire within me. It would complete me as an identity, as a person. I would definitely have to say that it was the latter. Um, I didn't okay. have the opportunity to meet my grandfather. Sure. So there's this 
this piece of me that was missing. Now, mind you, my father and his family are not really that close. So then that adds an extra element to um, a form of lacking of, mm-hmm. you know, a wholeness of who, uh, of understanding of self. Sure. Also, I grew up <laughs> and I kind of moved around between black and white neighborhoods growing up. You know, my father's biracial, my mother's is brown, so she's about your complexion, Rose. And we never really discussed uh, race at home. I mean, what we did, we talked about it from a perspective like what Dr. King would preach. You know, you treat people equally regardless of what color their skin is. You don't judge them by their skin color. You you judge them by the character. And that was one thing my father really instilled in me from an early age. Mm. But when I got outside the house Mm. and I was like, oh, oh, yes. The the questions of what are you mixed with? Are you you know and yeah Oreo? Were you mixed up with all the other kids where the parents didn't even really teach them anything? <laughs> yeah, you know, like uh, it was it was not so bad being asked if I was mixed. That was not really a problem. But when you taunt me and call me Oreo and you know that type of thing was kind of it, it did kind of uh mess with me a little bit. So I was like, okay, at home I knew. Uh, you know, my mom's black, my dad's mixed, but, you know, in America, if they're biracial with black, they're considered black. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm black. Why can't, I never really understood fully why I was seen as black at home, but couldn't be seen as black elsewhere. And uh, it never occurs to me that you really don't look <laughs> all that, you know, like, my looks are what you would consider racially ambiguous, I guess. And that was part of the reason why I wanted to uh, tap into um my family history, just to get to know, just to have a full, complete understanding of who was what and where they came from. And also, like I said, understanding more about my grandfather. And uh, then I had questions about my mother's father too, who, that's a whole nother, that's kind of the same issue, but it's a whole, it's on the other side. Um, my grandfather, his name was O.C. Todd. Very, very dark skin, beautiful complexion. Um, and I beautiful, yes, didn't know much about him either because he died in 1995 when we first moved to West Virginia. It was like a year later, and um, he wasn't a very active part of my mother's life, so she didn't have that connection with her father either. So, starting this trip was more, or starting this research was more of connecting the dots for myself than anything else hmm very interesting marty picking up some other theme uh one of which mike kid gravity really loves to talk about you know you mentioned the role of both um father you know not being as close as we would like in the life of um you know your mother on your mother's side and your of course on your father's side as well his family, oh, his family in general. I know um, Kid Gravity love talk about Black Father and their role. Mm-hmm. Um, and points the finger quickly on Black females. As let's, the not, let's, not, of, let's not dissuade her yet. She might get off the phone. <laughs> no. Oh, why? Let's not do that. I, don't, I, I got some strong views, but we're not going to go there yet. This is, this is her interview. That's well, true. I... I, I... I understand it. I can kind of understand why that's an important subject to speak on, though, because we do need to we do need to have the conversation centered around, you know, what happened to the black family and what uh, 
pivotal role and how important a black father is in his children's life. So I, I can understand his emphasis on that, definitely. But we're not going to hit that yet. We might bring you back for a future show when we do that, because we're definitely going to okay. do that. But this is about you today. So my other question for you is, you've heard of this whole reparations argument mm -hmm. for the like, yeah. past 30 years. She fell asleep. <laughs> Literally. No, actually, no, no, it's actually a legitimate question. Mm -hmm. Now, considering that you did extensive research on your family, do mm -hmm. you think that it would behoove black folk to go that same route? And do you think it would help to, I guess, find a solution to the reparations issue? Okay. Um, I want to quote uh, the Movement for Black Lives on this subject, because they mm -hmm. have a very interesting quote on the reparations agenda before mm -hmm. I get into the answer. And that is, uh, reparations for the cultural and economic exploitation, erasure, and extraction of our communities in the form of mandated public school curriculums that critically examine the political, economic, and social impacts of colonialism and slavery fun and funding to support, build, preserve, and restore cultural assets and sacred sites to ensure the recognition and honoring of our collective struggles and triumph. Now, when you speak of reparations, uh, as a form of restoration and understanding slavery, you have to understand and you have to consider that when the families were brought to America and they were put on the plantations, the fathers were sold off and the legacy left with the dad. The father, those families were split up to keep the children from learning their customs and their uh, history, their culture, specific to their individual tribe. Because mind you, it wasn't just one or two tribes taken out of Africa, but very many. They spoke many different languages and uh, oftentimes couldn't communicate among themselves. But you have to consider that and the fact that due to this, Blacks in this generation know very little about their uh, their ancestors and which tribe that they came from, uh, their cultural customs, their history, their traditions. Now, through genetic testing, you are, or we are able to access information that would bring us closer to understanding what specific tribe our ancestors were from and they're getting to know their customs, their traditions, their religions. Also, and I think you guys are going to find this interesting, there is a man by the name of William Sandy Darity who is an advocate for reparations, but his argument is that reparations should be specific to the uh, descendants of enslaved Africans here in America and not to immigrants from places like Haiti or the Bahamas because the system of uh, oppression that was, in, that was uh, suffered, that our, that our ancestors suffered under was unique in a, in a way to American slavery rather than um, and I, I lost my train of thought, but his to those in the Caribbean. Well, those right. that came from Africa, right, right, exactly. He, yeah, so he, his argument is basically that our ancestors came, were forced to come here, and those who are immigrating here as of the 1960s and back chose to come here. So they don't. They're deserve. right. They they don't. They shouldn't be. Uh, given reparations for 
oppression that their ancestors did not that their ancestors didn't suffer on this land. The only way that you could separate the two, at least that I see, would be through not only genetic testing, but extensive research, because he's asking that blacks here be able to trace their roots back to a particular slave that was here in the United States and be able to prove that they are the descendants of slaves that were brought here rather than they were just someone that came and immigrated as there was an influx of immigrant of um, like Haitian and, you know, uh, black immigrants coming from the Bahamas that were starting in the 1960s. Then they go into, you know, how the, the recent rise in immigration is affecting blacks in America and things like that and our health. And that is uh, an interesting article that if you guys want to read, it's on WashingtonPost.com. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Actually, um, I'm actually in favor of what he said, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I... Yeah, straight descendants of Africans that came here, yes. They should get the money. Everybody else, nah, yeah, yeah y'all good on that. Mm-hmm. Well, own. Now, being the only one actually being, you know, have been born in Africa and being African, I have mm-hmm. a different take and a different twist on this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we have America and we have Africa, correct, right? So, slaves were brought from Africa to the state mm-hmm. against their will. Mm-hmm. Now, who benefited from slave being here in America? You mean ultimately or ultimately in general, like as of today, who actually benefited? Who who is on the winning I'm not going to call it winning because it's slavery. Anyone no one is lo- is winning from it besides the people actually doing the trade. So, but America got labor now it was forced labor right we mm-hmm. understand that mm-hmm. but now africans who you know i understand sometimes the anger that people have towards africans where they say hey you guys sold some of our brothers without really thinking of what the deal was back in those days 400 years ago mm-hmm. um we we blaming african for quote-unquote selling their brother which is wrong i I have no issue with that. That's wrong. But then colonialism, right? African were in in their own little part of the world. They were in their own continent. Who came? There's not like there's never boats of African leaving Africa, going to Europe and say, yo, we got we got mad people here to sell for y'all. They could do this, they could do that. They were in their corner and who came? Offering them stuff that they didn't have. Even mm-hmm. today we see that. Where someone would approach you and say, hey, you know, I know that this is what you want and I have this. Let's trade. Mm-hmm. Now, it might not be a fair trade. It doesn't mean that you have the right to trade. But all I'm saying is the root of slavery, you know, where does it actually come from? The colonial power. Mm-hmm. You agree on that? The colonial power. And today, the slave came here. And, you know, against their will, they were forced to do some, some labor. They built the country. We can at least agree on that. And the people, or the, at least the one who stayed back home in Africa, we all can see the difference between all the continent and the African continent. They're still suffering from what? Colonial power. Mm-hmm. Some of them don't even have to, they still don't, do not print their own money. 
they're still under oppression of the the power the western colonies and the western country that have colonized them they're quote unquote independent but not really hmm. so now the reparation will be paid to the people you know of slave children of slave and sister of slaves um that's fine it will be paid here in america but the but the place of the world will actually suffer once again i'm not taking all of the blame of the african they shouldn't have done that but at the time the kings that were doing that trade they really wanted the gunpowder they really wanted whatever you know colonial power was showing them was not much at the time but it gave them ahead right the gunpowder made you be able to take over some other territory and that's what we know what was of the time the the the, the strength of a country was how much you can conquer that's what France and Germany, all of those World War One, World War Two, was all about territory. And the bigger, the bigger power you were, the bigger or the more country you owned, quote unquote, owned, mm-hmm. or were under your supervision. Now, from what from the word of the the gentleman you just um, called, and he said, um, reparation will be given to all of the people who can prove that they are actually real um, descendant of you know slaves. Not the one that actually came to America voluntarily. That's fine. I think majority of people who came here just, you know, left Europe and came. It was a land of opportunity. Most people came here, at least the quote-unquote voluntarily one that came, were through some of the action that Americans did. Now I'm going to bring the Asian. I'm not sure if they could claim Leave reparation. Them Leave them alone. Leave them alone. That's another show. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they can claim reclamation, no, but I'm, some of the action impacted them. Genocide. You're not going to touch them yet. Genocide impacted some part of Africa. Therefore, as yeah. as a global power, the states say, you know what? Fine. You know, hunger around the world. A lot of people came from East Africa based on, you know, hunger going around and you know the states say well as part of the global power we're going to allow this much here as refugees or or what you call it sally you know running away from dictatorship this is all these are the programs that we will put in place for these people to come here mm-hmm. so hold um, on, before you before you continue wait a minute so do you want to have that conversation about racism or you want to leave that alone Racism, yeah. I mean, it's literally part chapter three of the book. <laughs> yes, that was chapter three of the book. I'm just saying that that's a little heavy for today. I mean, we have a uh, okay. We have, we, we have that's interview. true. I just got lost with the whole reparation. <laughs> right. I, right. I just wanted okay. to contribute, like that. More than one person, more than one big party was involved in this whole slavery thing. Okay, it was a slave. It was people that were selling the slave. It was people that were owning the slave. Well. The, the tribe that had the slave and sold them and the people who bought the slave and brought them here. So it's like three different parties. Now, I've never really heard any argument from the African country say, you know what? I think you guys took our brave people. We know what type of slave we're taking. We're it was not the sick. This. We're going to get flagged. Don't do this. It was not, not the sick. Yeah. It was the people that were the better force of the country. Mm-hmm. Right now. We can want, we we can go back four hundred years. Then we cannot do that. But sometime, sometime, you know, just is just my mind pondering. I ponder, what would the African continent be with those forces, with those people? 
that were brought here. I was going to make a joke. I'm going to leave it alone. Let's continue. I just wonder. I don't know. That would have been the American society, maybe. Who knows? I don't know. I it just... could be Wakanda. <laughs> I thought he said Wakanda. <laughs> I knew, it, be Wakanda. Wakanda. I knew <laughs> it. But back. Okay, so let's get back on the book. Now, Tiffany, you can plug your book if you want 13 times since Rose went yeah. on a tangent. <laughs> She's fine. Let, let, let people... Now, this book is um, Do You Know Who You Are? can be bought in, various, in several different places. You can pick up your copy on Google Play. You can uh, download it rather on Google Play. You can order a copy on Amazon, AuthorHouse, or BarnesandNoble.com. Or you could also order from me. My website uh, is ChantelBlogspot.Wixsite.com slash S. Harris. And this is the first of many, uh, which I'm looking forward to the second one. Yeah. That, uh, I don't know if you guys wanted to ask about that or not. Yes. Yeah, so I know you said that you had to change your name because you're not trying to get sued. Yeah. So you can, so, you know, tell us about what the second book is going to entail, if it's linked to the first one or is independent of it. It's dropping bombs. That's why. Okay. She's uh, not flex. Don't do that. <laughs> She's going to reveal family secret. And for that, you have to be protected. I'm kidding. Kidding. <laughs> okay, the second book is titled Seed of My Father. Um, it is about my personal, you know, my personal story, my life experiences, um, successes, failures, hopes and dreams. That book I did write under a pseudonym because, as I as Mike just said, um, there are privacy laws that an author must understand, and part of those privacy laws that you have to abide by in writing a memoir, which is what this or a biography, which is what this is, is that you cannot without the consent of a person or a business, use a private citizen's name or the name of a business minus consent. So if you don't have the consent from either those people or the businesses, you must change you know, the names and addresses and things in the book. So to avoid just total uh, chaos regarding this manuscript, I decided that I was gonna change everything and go by a pen name so that I could write the story, get it out and uh, you know, fall within the guidelines of the publisher's specifics regarding uh, biographies and things like that. I didn't want to complicate the situation, so I went by a pseudonym, which is Chantella. And that is a pseudonym, kind of a breakdown of my middle name, which is Chantel. Okay. Cool. And that book comes out? Yeah, we're on track. Um, to at the pace that I'm going in now, I just spoke with you know the publishers. They said that it should be released in time for Christmas 2019. Nice, stop it, stuff that, and you know mm-hmm. I'm finna buy it. Okay, gotta yeah. support black business. Exactly, my father in Christmas. Yeah, Rose got to send twenty to the motherland. <laughs> That's a good one. Isn't it? Isn't it? Now, we got the business out the way. Let's have some fun. Okay. Okay, fun time. Why are you looking like that? See, you see that? You see her face? She don't have no I, fun. I, 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 I wonder I what you're going to be having fun with. I'm just looking at you. Seems right, like I'm you gonna, we don't. I'm, this is when I make jokes and have you oh, roll your head and, and turn your chair around. Oh, Lord. There we go. So, again. for those that listen to the podcast, we're 
fairly new, so we're trying new things to stand out or people yell that we copied them, but we don't copy nobody. And we do our research here. We're the black that do research. Exactly. We are. So like every time now we do these interviews, we're going to ask our interviewee 10 quick questions. <laughs> Maybe we'll have him freestyle, but maybe not. Everybody <laughs> oh, can freestyle. Everybody can freestyle. But we're going to try it out on Tiffany. If you like it, cool. If you don't, we don't care. <laughs> exactly. Pretty much. <laughs> right. You can you can cut it off from there. She so she already knows what we're going to ask her ahead of time, so I'm not going to trip her up. Mm-hmm. It's my so, fault. No, I was not down with this plan. <laughs> Always blaming men. <laughs> What's supposed to be a surprise, man? No, but we, we we gonna have a comp. That's another show. That might be episode thirteen. But let's do this quick ten. So, question number one. Yes. This is a a point of contention between Rose and myself. Are you an Apple user or an Android user? Android currently. What happened with currently? What what was before the Android? I've always been Android, but uh, I, I want the I want an iPhone. I just exactly got one yet. So get your green <laughs> bubble out of here, Mike. <laughs> Wait a minute, you 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 eat chicken where you at? Whatever. <laughs> Bye. What? She coming to the fan. Welcome. Oh, God. Always being a big point of contention. Come on. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to say no. No wonder y'all y'all waste food. No wonder y'all like Apple so much. But anyway. I'm gonna leave that alone. Yeah, I'll let you have that one. Okay, I take that. Right. Any right. win against you, I take it. I hope FaceTime don't ever work no more. Anyway, favorite cuisine? Because I'm a okay. chef, so I I need to know. I like to show off. That's what he like to do. You know what? I I'm I'm not really picky about food, but I love 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 barbecue ribs. Okay. Wait, pork or beef? Doesn't matter. <laughs> Wait, mm-hmm. did you just say you're not picky? I'm not picky about, I'm uh, not that picky about food. Shout out to all the not picky eater out here. Oh my God, wait a minute. I might have <laughs> Shout out to all the not picky eater out here. We just gonna <laughs> eat. Just invite us, we gonna eat. Oh, Rose, Rose, we have to exploit this. We found a unicorn. We found a woman that is not picky on the food. You, you didn't know this about me? For all these years, I eat anything. Literally. Know, not seafood. But yeah, there it is. But anyway, we I'm, okay. We have a unicorn and someone that likes Apple phones. I I don't like where this is going. But okay, favorite. What is your favorite? My favorite city is Denver, Colorado, where I was born. Okay. That's a cool city. I've been yeah. Denver before. Oh my goodness, I loved it back there. I think your best um, secret is the weather. Everybody think it's cold, but Denver is not that cold. Mm-mm. It's, it's really not. It's the weather out there flips so much, though. I heard y'all get snow in May. We do, but that's what I'm oh, saying. Like, the weather is kind of tricky. It's it, tricky. It does flip. <laughs> it, it does flip. You will but get snow in May or June, but it's, it's all right, though. Oh, yeah. Lord. I have a question about Denver, though. We did ask us to our Uber driver yeah. where the black people at. That's racist. There are some. And okay, now mind you, I haven't been to, to Colorado in years, but okay. there, it's normally a diverse place. I mean, you had everything. You had blacks, whites, Hispanics, or well, Hispanic could be any of the three. 
Yeah, black, white, red, yellow, brown. Okay. I'm just seizing you. But we were in Denver probably two years ago. And, uh-huh. and friends of mine were just like, oh, my God, what's going on here? <laughs> so, what, you were a ski bunny? Uh, she would go to Aspen for the skiing. You can't ski in Denver? No. Yes, you can. you have to go to the mountain. Yeah. I thought, y'all had mountains. I thought y'all had mountains outside. We do have mountains out there. There are mountains out there, but like the best place to go skiing is Aspen. Yeah, Aspen. That's where it is. We we went out there too. It was I thought nice. every house in Denver comes with its own mountain. <laughs> really? No. <laughs> no, not really. All right. Like every house in New York comes with their own trash can. We get our own rats. <laughs> are you in New York? I heard about those rats. Oh my goodness. Listen, rats. Listen, I went to Chinatown and. There was a rat the size of a dog. I was my wife. I saw it. I was like, she was like, don't even say it. I saw it. I was like, I know. I'm going home. <laughs> but anyway, I'm sure that was somebody's dinner. But we're gonna leave that alone. Okay. Being so, mm-hmm. writer to writer, because I do screenwriting as well, mm-hmm. and I would love for one hour to just talk with me. I'm here. Yes, I know. I didn't know you wrote movies. <laughs> Thank you. Direct Right, whatever. I would love to talk to John Singleton for an hour. Mm-hmm. I did. Ha ha. Bitch. Uh, Bitch. Thank you. It was not an hour, but we we talked. You know. Where were you at? Complex Con, where were you were supposed to be again this year? I was trying mm-hmm. to navigate Complex New York, but it's okay. So, Chantel. Yes. If you had the choice for an author, one hour, who would it be? Uh, that's complicated. Uh, um, well, my favorite, right? Well, honestly, my favorite author is dead. <laughs> but if I no, can, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, it would have to be Maya Angelou. I, I've loved her work for a great number of years, so I, I would yeah. love to sit down and speak with her. Just you know, if some, if that were possible, but. Her or uh, Toni Morrison? Mm. Those are good ones. Those cool. are good ones. That is a good one. Okay. Um, I, don't Mike, know. Though, I have a question, but you have Spike Lee. What's up? You don't want to talk to him? That's a subject for another show. <laughs> you have your boy in New York. Yeah, that's Go Knicks. <sighs> Brooklyn Knicks. But anyway, we're, we're going to talk about that later. Okay. So I don't know how, I don't know if you watch TV or movies like I do, but who's your favorite actress? Why not actor? Why are you being sexist right now? Oh my God. It's my question. Why are you being sexist right now? Because if I said actor, you might get mad at me. Mm-hmm. I would have to say uh, my favorite actress is a tie between two. Okay. It's either uh, Angela Bassett and Michelle Pfeiffer. I can't mm-hmm. decide between the two of them. Love both of them. Mm. Two women mm. that age very well. Mm. Okay. That's Angela Bassett and Michelle Pfeiffer. That might be an awesome movie. Yeah, I love Angela Bassett. Shout out to Angela Bassett. Okay. Now, this one is a little dicey. So, mm-hmm. our show, we're trying to be PG 13. Mm hmm. Trying. Because, you know, there's some outlets that we want to get on and they're, you know, can't go too far. 
So my question was, if you had one, what is your go-to cuss word? And please don't say the cuss word. Oh, goodness. Um, you want her to spell it? She could say that. You know, I try not to. I, I'm, I'm trying to clean up my, my act. So I, I, uh, I, I'm trying to, I try not to curse. <laughs> Like but that. if you had to, before you cleaned up your ass, when you asked, okay, when when you were heathen, what, what, would you like to say? what would you like to say? Back in those days, you know. Um, I think I would prefer not to say that one. Okay, you can just say the letter. <laughs> oh, that one. What? What is that one? She laughed. You said that one. It might be that. It might be the super curse word. I don't think it's a super curse word, but it's uh, I, I would just prefer to kick that one to myself. Okay. All right, say no more. Say no more. Now, you know about the comic book wars oh, yes. going on. Yes. And, you know, now it's spilled over into the movies. Do you prefer Marvel or DC? DC. Thank you. Yes, storytellers. I knew it. Yes, very good. DC. Yeah, because you said Marvel, I I might have to ask questions. <laughs> okay. Doesn't matter what format, but what is your go-to show when you're not in front of the laptop? Oh, American Horror Story. Mm. Mm. Okay. Another story-driven show. Very good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, favorite rapper or singer? You know what? I mean, the musicians are so bad now. Like, it's kind of hard to. Listen, you can pick any genre, any generation. In <laughs> okay, favorite genre, any generation. Uh, yeah. Well, now I'm um, thinking back on the artists I grew up listening to, where which were '90s artists. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to even choose from them because there was so much talent. We went from a period of a lot of talent. And no talent, and it's hard to pick a favorite because of that. I got lyrics. I ain't seen words. (laughs) I don't know what that is, but I wish people would stop doing it. Listen, I like to turn up to that sometime. You know, (laughs) at the top of things, you just jump and you just go with. Well, well, you from B more? All y'all do is listen to ratchet music down (laughs) here. We're gonna save this for another show. There it is. <laughs> okay, so say rapper, singer, whatever generation. She says there's a lot to choose you know from what? everybody. If I'm if I'm honestly speaking, I I was a big Nas fan back the, mm-hmm. uh growing up, so I had to say Nas, especially when he was like in that Illmatic album, I loved, loved it. Hmm. He makes the his his outposts up here make decent fried chicken. You should come up and try it one day. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. I like I love Nas. He's nasty really good. Nas. Okay, so since you like nasty Nas, you you must have went crazy for Ether, right? Uh, I didn't really get it too into the Jay Z beef. I did that. Uh-huh. Okay, fine. Which Nas album? Illmatic. Oh, it's Illmatic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't like Godson. I did. I just I like the, the previous one better. All right, you like the Elmatic. Okay. And I don't know how political you are, and I I wanted to save this one first because I didn't want you to get mad at me. 
Go ahead, Mike. Go ahead. I, I, I will. Um, do we get four more years or four new years? Oh, you know what? I I I don't know about that because uh, I didn't expect him to win in the first place. I didn't, and I'm not. I don't know how you guys vote either way. Are we always it. wrong? But uh, I, I voted for the crook. I'll admit you voted. You voted for I Hillary. I I I said I didn't want a businessman running my country with a blank check. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, I I didn't expect him to win then. I don't know how he pulled that rabbit of, out of his hat and won. Um, but looking at his competition, if Joe doesn't win the the nomination. I think, and Elizabeth Warren takes it, I think he'll get his four more years. Mm-hmm. Um, if Joe Biden wins, because he's on top right now, I'm not sure. I think that could go either way. Mm. Well, I did say that Joe's going to get it because I think they want to push an agenda. And I think Kamala Harris is going to be his vice president. Hmm. Can I so? We're not going to call names today. Oh. <laughs> Listener, if you watch which episode is that too, you go in. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, you need to listen, Tiffany, to episode two. You oh, definitely. Oh, you might enjoy it. Yeah, I've always okay. reminded people that running a race from the from behind, you know, give you a great view, angle wise, strategy wise. Mm-hmm. So that's why sometimes the electoral or these polls are so far from the true at times. Um, it's, you know, it is what it is. It's a game of politics. But, you know, not be expected to win is, now this is not even, I'm not even going to consider that being a disadvantage. I'm just going to say, now you know how much distance you have to close and to win. Whereas the person in front, the last thing they want to do is actually turn back their head and, and look at you because they, then they might lose some times um, that they might not recover, so... So Thing for the yeah. what? Now I was gonna say, y'all both in the south, right? DC is not the south. You better stop this. I think anything <laughs> past Delaware is the south. I'm sorry. You better stop <laughs> this, this madness. <laughs> DC is not the south. If y'all yeah. don't barbecue every weekend, Down I don't this. think you're the south. We don't. Oh, we we don't. Is this we don't. West Virginia is a different type of places to be at. It was Virginia a couple of times. It's very wait, strange. Wait, you're in West Virginia? Yes, and then, she just said it's a very, it's very strange. And the weather out here is kind of ridiculous right now. It's been what's up and going down. on with your Mountaineers? Oh, I'm, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not really a football or a sports Man. fan, but uh. Oh, okay. So Mike is not. All of these questions like, did not pertain to sport. I wanted to ask her, what's her favorite sport? Football, you know, soccer or basketball? I'm not, I'm not really a sports person. I'm, my husband's still trying to get me to watch boxing. When, uh, <laughs> it's okay. Sometimes I like to watch it. Sometimes I like to watch UFC, but uh, it I'm not is. as into it as he is. WWE? I love wrestling. Oh, I, I just, That's I funny. It's fake fighting, though. I, don't... I just laughed the whole time. I'm just watching for the story because they'll have actually stories, like you know, they out okay, there now, I don't know how you feel about their stories, but to me, I think that they they're weak recently. Like, and, yeah, oh, 
week. I stopped watching for a minute. I haven't really followed anything this year, but uh, the previous year. Right. That's why I, I really, I can't get on with WWE because they're, they need new writers. True. I, I well, stopped watching. Hollywood writers. No, what'd you say? They hire Hollywood writers. Well, people, they, they need to fire them because their storylines on that show are weak. Yeah, there is. Now, what's your favorite reality show? Oh god. I especially I don't I don't like the way that uh a lot of these shows make, you know, us as black people look. I don't like the way they make you know, women. They got all of us black, white, and otherwise looking crazy. I just I mm. I don't I feel like they exploit people's stupidity and I don't like that. Mm. Yeah, that's a good one too. Yeah, I think that's what our image and just build up. And people like Mike listen to it and take it and run with it. Listen to what? Watch all the craziest things that happen in reality and think that all women will act like that. You know? I don't see. There you go. I don't say all. Okay. Mm-hmm. I. Oh, speaking of all. <clears throat> Tiffany, yep. Tiffany, Tiffany, Tiffany. Oh. I am yeah. working on a major interview right now. Uh-huh. And I want to make sure Rose knows this. I'm trying to get Tommy Sotomayor to talk to her. Oh, and really? I, oh, I'm trying. And I, I, swear, I, I, I told her me. about it. What's that you said? I hope you can get it. That, that would be interesting. I'd like, I would definitely tune in for that one. Oh, my God. And I, to I told to her my first Tommy Sotomayor. Oh. To and get I told on the her show? About it the first time mm-hmm. she rolled her eyes like, Ooh. I, I'm, I'm interested, like Rose. What are your? Uh, uh, I, I'm thinking. I'm assuming you know who he is. Uh, what are your thoughts on Tommy? Um, he's okay. Now, mm-hmm. some of his views, I would just say that I don't always agree with them. You know, mm-hmm. and I think he he's just like a little mini Mike. You know, just bigger. No, I'm a mini fan. You're a mini him. So yeah, he's just a bigger version of Mike. I think some of the rhetoric and the theories that they come up with is it's it's wrong from 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 jump like the source of it. You know, I think Tommy and Mike had a we had a conversation or I don't know an exchange or debate, mm-hmm. and it was fallacies like the way he was thinking. I can't quite remember Mike. Can you remember that? I remember that you yelled at me. You were driving. I can't remember the subject though, but you know the. Sometimes the way it was the kid that got beat. No, it was before then. I know that. that. We've been arguing about that one. I just kept asking what he do. He's like nothing wrong, nothing wrong. But you know, I I think the storyline that to drive a story, I think you need more than than one um, situation. I'm a more of a situation based person. I'm not big on generalizing things and and taking one instance and and just say this is what i expect from people so i I look at every individual as very you know you know as an individual very this is you you're your own person you choose your own actions i will not take an action of a person and try to push it down now there are certain cases where we can draw those conclusions but i don't want to do it every single time i I can understand that i guess Uh, um i guess i can understand where you're coming from uh I think, like I said, I, I think he is a, a smart person. I think he's a very smart person. Uh, he does talk about some things that I feel like we do need to talk about. And the biggest 
thing that he speaks on is, you know, the broken family system in the black community and that makes way how it makes way for a whole host of different other problems. And I think that addressing that is definitely um, necessary. And it's necessary to address it where the responsibility is put on both the men and the women Mm -hmm. to say, you know what, we have to do, we have to, as individuals, look at our own actions and say that, you know, we're, we see what is going on in our community Mm -hmm. and we see how uh, the absence of the fathers and the breakdown of the family is negatively affects our children. So uh, we're going to choose to do the opposite. Correct. So I can understand. I definitely understand that. And um, now, when I first started listening to Tommy, I was kind of, it was kind of hard for me too, <laughs> because I, I am a sensitive person, and I, I can, no matter what, acknowledge truth or acknowledge, you know, something. If I, if I feel like it's truth and I, and I agree with it, then I can acknowledge that. But uh, I can understand what you're saying about kind of the, the the rhetoric or whatever but i think that's just his personality he's um i think in him speaking on certain things or or the topics that he speaks on he has to kind of be a bold person Mm -hmm. and um so i i don't i'm not offended by that anymore i've kind of made peace with that uh i do think that he is he's speaking to some things that definitely need to be said and in particular lately uh well I haven't been tuning into his stuff as much as I have been because I've been busy, but uh, when he starts talking about how we need to address things like the pedophilia in the community, uh, you know, we need to stop addressing the fact that 60% of black girls are raped by the age of 18 mm-hmm. and uh, how it's really how the adults being irresponsible in the community are making things hard for these children who cannot fend for themselves and defend themselves. I do agree with him that we definitely need to start addressing those things and holding mm-hmm. people responsible for their individual actions and then, you know, expect, setting the expectations higher. So I don't have no qualms with him. Uh, Correct. Um, a lot of his stuff kind of makes sense to me. I mean, I'm always for every time when you, you bring up a story to bring it out to the community. I look at mm-hmm. the whole aspect more than so blaming somebody. I think sometimes mm-hmm. the rhetoric that I don't like is the finger pointing. As you guys, mm-hmm. it's us guys. It's not us, but it's you. You know, finger pointing for me doesn't bring solution. I'm all about, we know this is wrong. What do we do to fix it? And I think right. if you coming to me and explaining something and I say, what have you done to fix it? Do you have any solution in mind? Okay, you have a solution. How do we go about this to educate the community? I think for me, that's the biggest thing. If we stay behind our mic and or life and just say, you know, it's the fault of the black female and the black female says it's the fault of the black man, you know, mm-hmm. and and we're here in the B word, you know, flying around, that doesn't really get a solution. You know, the point is, is we just keep doing, making the same mistake over and over again. Come with me with solution. There's a problem. Really, when there's a problem for me, I don't really want to think about who is responsible you know if it already had happened fine we're acknowledged we make people you know responsible for their action action mm-hmm. and then we move on we we as a collective as a community you know mm-hmm. with me and mike we go back and forth and say why have you done in your community you know if you re- recognize something is a problem go out there and try to build something come up mm-hmm. with you know don't say no one will listen to me actually put a plan in place if you have one two three people that's enough to start something, a, mov- a movement. So, okay, I understand what you're saying. 
That's gonna be fun. That's gonna be fun in the new year. I'm gonna, I think I have an over under about twenty minutes before Rose gets mad about something he says. Oh no, he'll be fine. I, 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 I wear my body armor, you know. Why do you need body armor? You hear this? <laughs> body armor. That was but for you. So so Miss Tiffany. Yes. I have I told Rose this the other day. Um I think before the new year is over. How long did it take you to do the twenty three and me and the ancestry? Okay. Uh the total process is about well, four to six weeks. Mm-hmm. You order your kit that takes mm-hmm. anywhere from three to five maybe a week or so a week and a half i would say the most to get the package to you or you can go and buy one at walmart now okay. if you buy it at walmart you have to you know you go in you create your online account which is mm-hmm. where they send your results to mm-hmm. you they <laughs> inside your kit is a tube where you're going to spit your saliva in mm-hmm. you're going to seal it put it back in the box that they get that you bought it in or that they sent it to you in put it in the mail mail it off it takes uh, four to six weeks from the day that they receive it. Right. Mine came back in about four weeks. So I would say four weeks, but, you know, just, just in case the extra two weeks. Because I'm thinking as a show, hopefully I can do it and then get it by the, the end of the year. I might do a live result show. Because mm-hmm. I need to find out where I'm at. Oh, that, oh, that, no. I thought you you knew that. Thank you, Jamaican. Yeah, I that, still that, that don't know saying. which part of Africa. You know what? My luck. I'm I'm probably gonna be from Cameroon. Watch what I tell you. I okay. And here's the thing. While yeah. while we're on the subject, no. the <laughs> results that I I got when I originally did this mm-hmm. were a little different than what is appears on my ancestral report today. Now the reason mm-hmm. being is. One, I had to test my father to get his hypo information, which, of course, they could not take from me because uh, they couldn't tell me my father's hypo group information because I don't have a Y chromosome. Obviously, you know, women don't. Yeah, Y chromosome. (laughs) Um, Now, when I tested my father, they had made a little bit, a few updates to their process in the system. So now there's more information on my composition report regarding, you know, place of origin, um, what percentage of my DNA comes from there is really interesting uh, to it's, it's really interesting to, to sit and read and dissect the stuff and then they give you um, like little background reports about uh, you know your ancestors uh, mm-hmm. different parts of the aspects of their culture their way of dress you know how they live and things like that and then, of course, they go and saw this Neanderthal uh, DNA, and okay. that's whole something else, which I found was a little odd, but you know, it comes with the territory. Okay. So to get yeah. a better picture for what I'm understanding, the more family member you test, the better it is. So, like, if I were not only to get tested, but I was able to convince my mother, mm-hmm. my father, my brother, I mean, they just get a bigger picture of your immediate um, siblings and family for you for them to you know build a better or more information well what you would want to do in that case is if you want to test yourself and then test your father and mother they would split uh what they would do is is dissect your the dna from your mother and your father to mm-hmm. separate it so what came from home mm-hmm. and how much of what came from home 
and uh, that would tell you everything you needed to know about yourself, your brother, and that, it, and all of that. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah, I, hope I, I, I don't. I'm fine with what I know. <laughs> so, so when what we get this, you won't say you are not the father, right? No, I hope oh. not. I mean, yeah, that's that's kind of that's that's see, see where he going with that? No, that rhetoric again. See where he going with it? You're but not I, the father. But I've heard, I've heard of stories where that's happened, where somebody's tested themselves, and then they go and test the dad, and dad's not, you know, the DNA don't match. That's what I'm saying. I've asked my mom this question for years, and she gets mad at me every time I ask. I'm going to do it again at Thanksgiving anyway, but, you know. <laughs> so you about to get mad again, you know? Yeah. But yes, when we do this, I want you on the live stream. Okay. Yeah. Good. Then, uh, then uh, if you guys wanted to, you could go over yours. I can go over mine, too, if you, if you want to. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. <sighs> this was fun. Mom would say mom and dad. The end. <laughs> Mom and, <laughs> mom and dad dang. maybe I'll call him mom and lover oh my goodness really well I can could, I could square up on him now because all years he disciplined me or I could call police on him no I'm kidding <laughs> whatever the result is that's my dad you grown so yeah, you I'm think grown. Like I'm never grown. I'm not grown until exactly. those. They always say you're never a man until your father passes away. Hmm. Lonely to die so you can say, little boy. I'm kidding. Kidding. No, it's fine. I still watch cartoons and eat sugary cereals. Leave me alone. <laughs> but anyway, this was fun. Yes, it was. So, I think final question I have for you: Who did you yeah. discover that you are then? Was the person did you find that you find that you are it was a complete different person or somewhat different or about the same? That's uh, I would same. say I'm a little bit surprised by well, I was a, it, I wasn't completely surprised by my results, but uh, a little shocked at some of the the percentage of European history. If you, uh, one thing that I I uh, discovered when I was doing research for the book is that your average African-American is actually 73% African, 24% European, and then somewhere between 1% to 5% Native American. Um, the total percentage of European ancestry that I have is 26.8. And my Higher African is 71.2. There was a joke in there, but I'm going to be nice. <laughs> I don't hear the joke. You want to hear the joke? Okay, my joke was, well, considering that Elizabeth Warren is running for president. Oh, goodness. Yes, and (laughs) you found out you're like about 3% Native American. We should should ask for our our tuition back since we are part Native American. We should be going to school for free. True. I don't have to say about that. If you can prove it, you know, Mm -hmm. go to school for free if you can prove it. So they say. So they say. Yeah. So they say. So they say. <laughs> but yes. Really want to say something, but I won't. Say it. This is what. Yes, this is unfiltered it. until you start cursing. You gonna show up to school with that thing? Nah. Walking into the financial office. <laughs> look at you. 
boy man. Oh my god. Like how? You were like how? You gonna mail this to Sally May May Fannie Mae say, listen, y'all ripped me off. I need my money back. They're gonna send you back. Matter of fact, you one month behind. <laughs> so I might get security called on me. Exactly. Oh, man. Don't do it. Alright. Don't <sighs> do it. Stick to your plan. Man, your pain there's, plan. there's so many subjects that we could talk about. We had to have her come back. When, now, when, Tiffany, uh, since this book is all, I mean, I was reading it first three chapters, so much biology in it. Um, how much information? That was, for me, it was a lot of information to absorb. Um, you know, I went to school, graduate. Well, I have an accounting background, but I, you know, I was into science for a little bit before um, changing gears. But I, I can only imagine, for me, it was a lot of information. That was a lot of, you know, very detailed information for you, I, I, would, I would assume, unless you have a that background, scientific background. That was most definitely a lot of information for me, especially yeah. when it comes to examining the DNA of entire groups of people. You have uh, your average, like I said, uh, scientist, scientifically speaking, your average American Black is 73% African, and most of our DNA, most of our uh, roots trace back to West Africa. So the fact that they can take your saliva and dissect all that and find all that stuff out and then total up a percentage of where traces of your DNA or your genes come from, to me was, it was a lot, but it was very interesting. Mm, interesting. Yeah. So, so, we're, so we're born cultural appropriators. I guess so. <laughs> not me, you know. Well, me, we, you are, she's not. <laughs> oh lord come from straight from the Kunta Kinte folks man. Let, let me tell you something if I if I do mine and I find that out I'm, I'm writing that on Instagram I don't care who get mad I'm a, I guess I was born a cultural appropriator yeah funny I, I just got a question and this is uh, <clears throat> for you Rose and I, I heard that uh, a lot of Africans mm-hmm. don't consider American uh, blacks in America to be African-ish people. Are they, are they, is it true that sometimes Africans are offended by, by Blacks in America kind of taking on uh, African traditions and African customs and, and culture? Because I heard that, you know, some are and some aren't. I am not. Definitely not. And um, I think from my family, you know, mm-hmm. it was it's kind of the opposite, right? And mm-hmm. um, I have cousin you know who's my uncle actually came in the state very early on in the 90s no the 80s you know mm-hmm. probably the 70s 80s um to study so and he got married here and you know i have cousin that we will call african-american mm-hmm. and you know i think for us our family is you know all in one i personally don't I'm not have any issue with it and people even the african that i know do not have any issue with it i think there's a movement now and my best friend is actually um from south carolina and she was asking me do you know i really want to know where i'm from you know i want to go ahead and do the dna and she asked two younger sister and she said well just so we can you know put the just like i was mentioning to you earlier like having mm-hmm. your parents and your sibling take the test at the same time so they can give you guys a better picture right right quote, so she was thinking about having taken the test with, you know, both her younger sisters and her mother. 
And I was like, yeah, I mean, it would make sense. I mean, if it helps, I know many friends um, who've taken the test. And whichever makes you feel comfortable in your skin. I think for me, it's going back to the person to person. Um, if you feel like something is missing. I mean, sometimes I have a question, you know, you know, where I was coming from myself and things like that. But that was early on when I was still, you know, answering those questions about my identity. That was me going through teenage years where you ask yourself, you know, what do you want to become? Where do you go from there, from here and things like that. So um, there's so many mix, you know, and when, by, when I say mix is, you know, African and African-American, it's not really racial, but it's, you know, yeah. finding love, loving who you are that no one really cares. I think at this point it's like, you know, People who actually call that other Africans or African American, you know, isn't the name. It's African American. Boy, you can't change that. Mm-hmm. I just don't. I don't understand that. Um, personally, I have not come in contact with those Africans, and they probably know better. They probably looked at me. They would never tell me that because they might call me from the other and say, "Oh, she's African American." You know, mm-hmm. literally. I mean, the title of our podcast say, "I'm a literal African American." I'm an American, but I'm yes, and I'm yes. just a cool. I'm just a cool. You said it. I'm not what? talking. You said it. You calling yourself a name, and I say it. And you're like you call me that, really? No. Well, there's yeah. nothing wrong with being a cool. Oh, cool nation. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, yes. So on that note. Tiffany, before we leave, you may plug your book again and the other one to let people know that. <laughs> sure. Like I said before, Do You Know Who You Are is available on Amazon.com, uh, AuthorHouse.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and also on my website, ChantelBlog.Wixsite.com forward slash S. Harris. My second book, Seed of My Father, is coming. This space we're due to release Christmas 2019. Thank you guys for having me. I had a ton of fun today, and I will definitely come back if you guys are right. Uh, no, well, you're invited because we need to know about the second book, and we need to make sure that oh, they yeah. did their research because you know black folk don't research. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, so, yeah. This, Tiffany, just to tell you, this is our the type of general statement that I have an mm-hmm. issue with. Because mm-hmm. we all know black folk don't do their research. <laughs> it's, it's all it's all about regurgitation. It's all known. Everybody know. Every single black people, besides me and Mike, out of all the earth, do not do their race. Yes. So, okay. do you know who you are? Hmm. To be continued. Mike. Yeah. <sighs> Mike is going to go make some soup. What kind of soup are you making? I'm going to make some Jamaican soup. Okay. How long is that going to take? It'll take long, maybe about an hour from prep to finish. Man, okay. I was just thinking if I was not doing no, stuff you, on you the gonna road. You gonna stay there? You got them turkey <laughs> in your fridge? You gonna stay there? If I was getting no. on the road right now, if I was gonna make it on top of supper, but no, you don't want to come up to New York anyway. Okay, such a friend, exactly. Denying food to their friends. Mm-hmm. We're splitting profits. I could just take the money and run. <laughs> well. Thank you for being on the show, Tiffany. I really appreciate your presence, Mike. Anything? Rose, it's always a pleasure. Absolutely, guys. It was a pleasure being here. The lie people tell.
Oh my god. Listen, just because there's another woman on the phone, don't don't do that. Because when I start bringing dudes on here, we gang up on you, then 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 it's gonna be like y'all are self haters and y'all your mama didn't love you enough. That's all I'm going here. A lot of people tell. Always a pleasure, Mike. Always a pleasure, Tiffany. All right, you guys have a good one. You too. Bye. By the way, I know you don't see me on camera, but I'm doing I'm doing one of African dances. Oh, Tiffany left. That was a good show. That was a good show. I'm telling you, I I guarantee. I bet you I might be from Cameroon. I don't watch your day. Imagine. Imagine like if I get the map and it's like I'm in like Ghana and then there's like a little bit of Cameroon right on the end. Ouch. Ouch. What happened? I will have you take that test again. No, that's just racist. Dude, <laughs> let me find out I'm like 24% European. You're calling everything racist now. Man, I can't even talk. Jeez. I can talk to you. I'm trolling when I say it's racist. You said everything. I'm coughing. That's racist. <laughs> no, I know. If I'm coughing, oh my no, god, I'm coughing, that is racist. If I'm coughing, that's Trump's fault. You're funny. Well, anyway, holla at me. Let me listen to it before we drop it. Cool. And I hope I was good. Stay PG 13. I didn't yeah. any curse words today. Look at no, me. that's very good. Oh, my the video on my thing went out a little bit because I lost connection. I think the Wi-Fi reset itself. Okay. That's so uh, it might be like altogether it did it twice, so there might be like a minute video out. That's fine. We don't even need a video. We really just need the audio. Well, it has the audio too. Okay. So in case you don't have it, I have it, but then it's gonna be interrupted. But it's all good. It's I can cut good. that. Part Let me listen out. to it and uh, we go from there. Cool. All right. I'm gonna go and make you this. You guys need to give money to Africa. For these reparations. Man, I haven't seen them commercials for years and I still ain't give them no money. No, for reparation. If you are paying the people that are <laughs> you better pay the people that are back there. I know four hundred years ago they made a mistake. But look. So why should he get paid twice? They took the money from the Europeans. What kind of money was that? We need to, first of all Fa- <coughs> Well, it wasn't only gunpowder, it was gold. Yeah, it was mineral and shit that they didn't really favor, need. Favor with the empires. Yeah, dumb. That was so stupid. But once again, <laughs> they stayed in their corner. Who came? What? Why did white people wanted to travel? What What did the world did to them? If they had stayed in the country, it, it would have been Wakanda. <laughs> why did they need to do all that? Because they saw the white man. Mm. They could have just stayed in their country for real, for real. No one came up and ate the lead to look for them. Nobody came to England to look for them. They were just there. That's true. They had to come to Africa, start telling us some bull crap, tell them to give us the strongest people ever, taking them, bringing them to America against their will. Oh, so Christmas. We're going to do... You're going to let me deconstruct the Bible, right? No. Why not? That's racist. What if the people are not Christian? Fuck them. <laughs> exactly. See? All right. All right. Give me the Odie after a while. Okay. Bye bye, Mikey. Bye bye. 
Hey, this is Kid Gravity. Before or after you listen to this podcast, make sure you head over to YouTube and subscribe to my Kid Gravity Beyond channel, where I have live streams of subjects that you may or may not hear on this podcast, and also interviews that you may or may not hear on here. So again, go over to YouTube.com, put in Kid Gravity Beyond, and subscribe to the channel. Thanks.